Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you are with us. If you're new, of course, welcome on in. Glad you're here. We're in the book of 1 Kings and having a great time. Now, you're probably saying, how can you have a great time in 1 Kings? 1 Kings is a story of sliding away, declining, spiraling away from the greater good and the higher call that God puts on our lives. Now, you may have never experienced that. You may have been walking with the Lord all of your life, and you may have never slid away or had a struggle. Now, if that's you, you're still going to hear some great history. So the story is for you. But if you're like me, and maybe you are, <laughs> uh, sliding away happens. Falling away happens. And the books of First and Second Kings tells us the story of how it happens and gives us a lot of principles on how for it not to happen. So we're in chapter 6. David's dead. Solomon's king. He's cleaned house. He's getting ready to build the temple. He's um, contracted with a guy named Hiram to bring some wood in. He's uh, conscripted some folks into service. He's gotten his people together. He's delegated a lot of responsibility. He has shown unbelievable wisdom and to this point and had no example, by the way. There had never been great civil engineering projects in Jerusalem up to this point. And so he was doing this all based upon the wisdom and, this, and really the supernatural knowledge of God. So he gets to chapter 6 and looks what hap look what happens. Now in the 480th year after the people of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, that was probably April, May, uh, which, the second, which is the second month on the Jewish calendar, he began to build the house of the Lord. So the house of the Lord is being built at a very specific time. Why all of those details? Because great things happen over time. To get ready for something great, there has to be a lot of preparation. I don't know what God's doing in your life right now, but if you're sitting there thinking, man, nothing great is happening at this phase of my life. Listen, great things take time to be revealed and then to be done. So my guess is God's getting you ready for something unbelievably great. So verse 2, the Bible goes on and says this, Now the house that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, 30 cubits high, the vestibule in the front of the nave. So let me just tell you basically what that meant. It was 1,600 feet wide, 900 foot long, and about nine stories tall. That is a big house. <laughs> that is a big room. So this place that David was building to honor the Lord, that the Lord would descend through the fire in the presence of the Holy Spirit, consume burnt offerings, offer for the forgiveness of sins. This high, holy place, the holiest place on, on planet Earth. There's no place holier than this, right? Was being built and it was a huge spot. Then he goes on and he says this. It says, and he made for the house windows with recessed frames. So it was very pretty. It was ornate. He also built a structure against the wall of the house, running around the walls of the house, both the nave and the inner sanctuary. And he made side chambers around. The lowest story was five cubits broad, and the middle was six cubits broad, and the third was seven cubits broad. Um, for around the outside of the house, he made offsets on the wall in order, listen, in order for the supporting beams so they would not be inserted into the walls of the house. So get the picture. He's building this house, this room, the inner sanctum of the room. And this is what all this means. The inner sanctum of the room is being protected by anything that could disrupt it, that could break it, that could put a hole in it. They wanted it to be perfectly built without a without a scratch, without a gap, without a hole, without anything else. So he built it in such a way that supporting beams would be um, supported uh, by platforms, if you will, 
rather than by holes in the ground and in the wall. He's making, he's going to extreme lengths to make this thing unbelievably pristine. Now, I want you to check this out. Then he says, now when the house was built, it was with stone prepared at a quarry. Okay, at a quarry, someplace where stone is hewn, so that neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron was heard in the house while it was being built. So you said to say, Terry, why does all this matter? Think about this. Even the stones couldn't be cut while in that building. Even stones could be, oh, there's just a little thing here. Let's just go ahead and knock it off. Nobody won't. No, there was nothing going to happen in that room except the worship of God. So I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you took that type of concern or care about anything of the Lord? Maybe you're building a church where God's people meet. Of course, God doesn't live in buildings anymore. He lives in the hearts of people. But buildings represent oftentimes what we think about the Lord. When was the last time you did something over and above in your mind to honor the Lord in your building? When was the last time you took care of a person who represents the Lord in an over and above kind of way? When was the last time during Pastor Appreciation Month that you took up not one special offering, but two to bless your pastor or pastors? When was the last time you looked at one of your missionaries and they needed $1,000 for a car, but you gave them $2,000 to fix the car and have a little extra? When was the last time when you were doing something for the church, rather than going to, you know, the bargain basement and the cheapest aisle, you went to the best and say, wait a minute, this is going to reflect in some way what we think about the Lord and how, what he means to us. So we're going to get the best. We're going to do this thing right. When was the last time you cared at that level? Sometimes slides happen in our life. Sometimes we slide away from the Lord because we don't give the small details the greatest attention and the greatest emphasis. So let's break this down into a spiritual way. When was the last time you prayed more than, hey, God, thanks for the food? Or, hey, Lord, thank you, that car didn't hit me. When was the last time you prayed in a significant way? When was the last time you walked to your neighbor and spent an extra five minutes just tell them you love them and you, they mean a lot to you. Maybe you do that by cleaning up their yard or helping them with their garbage or, uh, you know, hauling off an old couch. When was the last time you served someone in a profound way? When was the last time you were generous with your prayer life? Rather than just praying for yourself, you spent extra time praying for others. See, details to the little things will oftentimes bring great results and keep you close to the Lord and keep you experiencing grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for today. Be with us as we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, and we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody, and we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.